that's kind of how we started. It was really small times at first. We were doing like $100 a day. And we also just thought we were just a pop-up for just that winter time because we get a huge... You're listening to Travis Smith, who is the operating founder of The Sunrise Shack. And The Sunrise Shack started about two years ago. It's incredible what these brothers have been able to build in this short amount of time. The brothers, Travis Smith, Koa Smith, Alex Smith, and also Koa Rothman. Some of those names are probably very familiar to you if you are at all familiar with the surfing world. The Smith brothers come from a very entrepreneurial background, and you're going to hear some of that and how the Sunrise Shack came to be. Travis and I, we, we get to talk about everything from modeling in New York to um, growing up on Kauai and also how the Sunrise Shack started. And it was just kind of, as you heard him say, it was just intended to be like this pop-up thing up on the North Shore, which around wintertime is very busy. All the surf competitions happen around that time. We're going to unpack some of that, how that came to be. So I can't wait for you to hear my conversation today with Travis. But before we do that, cue the intro. Aloha. Welcome to Hawaii's Best Podcast. Learn the stories behind Hawaii's best experiences, influencers, and businesses. Discover everything that makes Hawaii the Aloha State. And now your host, Brian Murphy. Well, welcome to Hawaii's Best. You got episode two. I'm your host, Brian Murphy. I am just pumped for today. We're just getting started here, and I can't think of a better way to kick off Hawaii's Best Podcast than with Travis Smith. So let's just go ahead and dive right into it. So stay around to the end. I'm going to give you my takeaways from this conversation with Travis and also what our social media contest is for the week. So as we get going with Hawaii's Best and we do these these interviews, they're, they're more just conversations. I really want them to feel like we're at a coffee shop just talking over... Um, some good coffee, like we're old friends, even though, you know, this is Travis and I, our first time meeting, but really want the the conversation to feel organic and kind of let it go where it needs to go. So that's why we're calling the section talk story. So when I say that, that's just, you know, you're just kind of talking with old friends, you're just passing the time chit chatting. So that's what we're going to do. So right now, let's go ahead and let's talk story with Travis Smith and hear all about how the Sunrise Shack came to be. Travis, hey, thanks for joining us today on this very first episode of Hawaii's Best Podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm just um, sitting here in my apartment and it's right on the North Shore. And we scored this little uh, beachfront, so it's not not bad. How long have you been living on the North Shore? Uh, I've been living here for probably two years now. Um, Before that, I was in New York for five years. Um, I was out there doing some modeling stuff. And then before that, I was raised on Kauai. So then what what brought you back to the islands a couple of years ago? Um, yeah, so I, I kind of just graduated high school and I um, got approached for modeling. And I really just like didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to see the world a bit. So I just went with this modeling route. And um, it was really fun while it lasted. I had like some amazing opportunities. I got to travel all over New York City and all over America, really. And 
the world. I, I, I got to live in London for a bit. Uh, I went to Thailand and Hong Kong and Singapore. And yeah, I mean, the, the whole fashion industry is really amazing. That just the whole time I was just feeling like there's a piece of me missing, you know, I was just like, I need the ocean. I need the warm, like tropic, tropical, like just environment. And, um, I've even been to other places too that are tropical. And for me, it's not as good as Hawaii. I think I've, I always planned on coming home. I just didn't know when I was going to come home. Yeah. So, I mean, if you bring it back like to more of the beginning, um, I have two brothers. They're both professional surfers. One is 24 years old now. He's Koa Smith. He's a pretty well-known surfer. And then I'm 26 years old, Travis Smith. I'm in the middle. And then my older brother, Alex Smith, is 28 years old. He's also like a really talented pro surfer as well. Um, so we just grew up surfing our whole lives and we kind of grew up right in nature too. Like where we're from on Kauai, like half the places have no phone service because it's such a dense jungle in the mountains and we'll go find these little surf spots and growing up we homeschooled. So we surfed like five, six hours a day and it was just like in our blood, you know? Um, but yeah, just, I think being like so close to the ocean and so close to nature, we just had a really good understanding for like good food and what, what food like you should eat and, you know, avoid the processed foods or the foods that have been touched too much, like with chemicals and everything like that. So that's kind of originally how it started. We heard about this um, concept called bullet coffee or like bulletproof coffee. I was probably like 16 years old or so. And the first time I tried it, it just like really just turned my brain on. And I was just like, like my first batch is just like some good organic coffee with some coconut oil, some grass fed butter, and just blended it all together and poured it out. It's like super creamy and frothy. And we're just like, okay, like let's try it out. And then we drank it and it's just like more. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you only know if you've tried it, but yeah. and it just like will turn your brain on. It's not like a, a weird energy either. It's not like a Red Bull or anything. It's like this crazy, like your brain just feels like so much focus. If, yeah, if you don't use it in the right way, like go for a run or do go for a surf or, you know, start working, like it, it'll be maybe too much for some people. Um, but we, yeah, we were so fascinated at the idea of this bullet coffee. Um, I just dove way deeper into it. Um, different healthy fats to just blend into this really good organic coffee. We found like the best coffee we could find and we just made all these different combinations and we would like bring like, we invite like 10 of our best friends over and be like, Hey guys, like come, come over in the morning at like 5am. We're going to like, I'm going to make a massive batch with this bullet coffee and we're all just going to go surf like these big waves. Like, <laughs> And we were just all like, <laughs> like super groggy, and I just like mad, just, just raging. <laughs> like yeah, like playing good music, and everyone's just psyched. Oh, look at that wave! Oh my gosh! And then we all go out there in a pack, and I just heard it from so many people so many times that like they're like, you should like sell this, you should sell this. So that's actually what I did, and I I actually started in New York City. 
I called it uh, Trigger Happy Coffee. It's kind of a funny name, but my middle name is Trigger. And it, it was like the coffee um, that like, what was the slogan? I, I kind of forget the slogan, but it was just like, um, like this little guy and he was like a little cup and he was super happy. And oh man, you had a, like a logo in the whole thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I love it. <laughs> And I started in farmers yeah. markets in New York City, which are really hard to get into. Mm. Uh, but there's like this one coffee vendor that pulled out, and I had a window to jump in, and I did. And uh, our first day, like I had no idea what I was doing. I had like six of my buddies helping me. Like I didn't know what equipment to use. I was using this coffee pot that like uh, just burnt the hell out of the coffee, and you know I didn't know what I was doing and. It's really hard to transport stuff around the New York City, you know. Like I was carrying like 200 pounds of stuff on the subway, like coffee pots and coffee and everything. And and our first our first uh, festival was in um, was in Long Island City, and which is like right, you know, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did like 2,500 dollars in wow. in five hours. So it's like almost like you know, a coffee every few minutes. Yeah, we did. We did really good, and then we had it the next weekend too. And we like had this buzz in the air. Like a lot of the people that came the first time came back. Everyone was just super amped on it. Um, I was like, wow, you know, it's really cool. This this uh, coffee concept's working, and so I just kept on doing it. We did it week after week, and it was just such a grind in New York, just having to carry all the stuff, and and then I actually met a few of these guys and they're interested in investing in the concept. And I sat down and I thought about it. I was like, you know, do I really want to live in New York city for the next few years or, you know, you know starting a business it might be a lifetime, you know, you never know. Yeah. So I kind of just like pulled back and I was like, you know what, why don't I try to do something back in Hawaii? I could partner up with my brothers and one of our, really good friends, Koer Hoffman. He is just a real local here on the North Shore of Oahu. Uh, he just has all the connections you need and he's just a super good friend. And so I just reached out to him as well. And I was like, hey, like if you found like a spot for us, I'd love to just like partner up. We'll just do a little pop-up. We'll just sell coffee. And like this bullet coffee. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Because he, he knows about the bullet coffee, you know? Yeah. Yeah, a few months go by over the summer of 2016, and um, and he keeps on like sending me these little things on Craigslist. What about this? What about this? We wanted to be at Pipeline because that's where all the action is. And then he just randomly sent me this little photo of this beat up little shack, and it was like a pretty ugly color. It's like between a blue and a green, and another color, and it's like it was almost blending into the bushes. You couldn't even. See and he's like, what about this? I was like, oh, that's not what I was thinking. You know, it's like a trailer, like, you know, that we could tow around, we could be mobile. And he's like, okay, well, just keep that, like, you know, keep that in your thoughts. And so we couldn't find anything else. And then he was coming down to it. We're like, okay, let's just go for the shack. And uh, luckily, him and his family knew the, like, the owners of the property. We all partnered up. We just started. We painted the whole thing yellow. We called it the Sunrise Shack because it's across from Sunset Beach. Right. Sunset Beach is like right there where the sunrise, where like a morning um, experience, you know, 
mm-hmm. rise in the sun. And um, we have just those bullet coffees to, to launch the whole concept. And that, that's kind of how we started. It was really small times at first. We we're doing like $100 a day. And we also just thought we were just a pop-up for just that winter time. Because we get a huge flux of people here in the winter. Uh, right. for, with all the surf events, the waves are massive. Um, it's just the time to be here if you're going to come to the North Shore. And that, that's what we had in mind. And so, yeah, it was, it was really slow starts. In the beginning, I was just there by myself. And, okay. you know, all of a sudden the health inspector comes in and he's like, <laughs> really? doing it. Like, oh my God. No, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> How about the health inspector? You know, yeah. like, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Yeah. But we, we ended up passing the health inspection um, after being shut down for like a week. And then uh, we were running off the generator and it like one day it exploded. And so we had to shut business down and go buy a new one. And it's just like really like tough times in the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of how we started. Talk a little bit about those tough times. Like what kept you focused and, and driven? Because now, now you guys have a couple more locations, but what kept you focused? Like they believe it in the vision. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's so fun for me. Like I just, I really love to sell people on the concept and I really believe I still, I mean, I believe in what we're doing so much. Like we are making a big impact on health and that, that was the core, um, core principles to it. I've seen other companies too, like, uh, work with like this bullet coffee or bulletproof coffee. And, um, they, they kind of have a real like crazy sciencey spin on it. And if you're not like super deep into health and you don't know what like a ketogenic diet is or paleo or whatever, then it's like, you're like, they almost laugh at you, you know? It's like, oh, you don't understand. Like, and I didn't like all that stuff. I just wanted to simply like tell it how it is, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, it's coffee, you blend it with healthy fats. It's, the fats are good for you and it makes you feel really good and makes you feel happy. And basically one of the best energy sources you can get from a, from a, you know, a drink. So that's, that was the core um, okay. principles I had like going into it. So I think that kept me going through the hard times, but it was definitely quite a roller coaster of, right. of a startup. Like you, you and your brothers growing up, were you guys modeled this kind of entrepreneurial uh, mindset or where'd that kind of come from? Uh, I mean, it was funny. We, we've had an amazing life. Like when we um, grew up, we were fortunate to be raised on this little private beach. And we were just like little kids from, you know, from being born to age like six, just running around, playing in the trees, playing in the sand, never wearing a shirt or shoes, playing in the river, catching little like frogs and stuff. And like, you just, that was childhood. So I don't know. I think that was a big part of it. And then we kept going down that route. We just dove into surfing. Um, my parents are from Michigan mm-hmm. and they moved to Hawaii a few years before um, we were born. So they didn't really know about like growing up in Hawaii. They were like living firsthand through us. And well, I just remember one day my older brother went surfing with one of his best friends at the time and he was just hooked and like, it was like every morning at five in the morning, just that so you'd wake my mom up like, mom, like, let's go to this, let's go surfing, you know? And 
became such a big thing that my parents realized that maybe we should homeschool. And my, my brothers were sponsored and, and myself too. Basically, I'm a bodyboarder, mm-hmm. which is like a different sport, right? It's laying down on the wave. And a lot of people think like it's just like a sport for tourists or something like going straight in the whitewash, like on the small part of the wave. But it gets pretty radical. You can go out to pipeline as big as it gets and you can do huge aerial maneuvers and stuff. And that, that's what I like. To, to do and um, it's a smaller sport, so you can't really make it from make a living from it unless you're like a world champion or something. Um, so that's what I do. Um, I had the sponsors as well, and these guys got sponsored by like uh, Rip Curl and Nike and all kinds of big big companies, and they're getting paid at like age twelve, you know. Like so, you know, between just like. I mean, just taking that surfing route is such an untraditional way of growing up. Never really planned on going to college. You know, never planned on getting a normal job. I I had a few jobs growing up, like, you know, helping in a restaurant or catering food around or doing some surf lessons. Um, yeah, I mean, I never planned on working like in an office or yeah, anything like that. I think... Right. Our parents really installed it into us at a young age. Um, my dad's a very entrepreneurial type of guy. Uh, he always just has these really cool business ideas. You know, he's like, he's a, he's a re- real estate developer. And he'll just like look at this like beaten up like little restaurant or whatever. It's like, it's closed down. He's like, you know, you could buy that. You, you know, you could turn it, like invest some money into it you know, remodel it and then you can sell it for like this much more. We're like, wow. <laughs> so he always had these ideas and he's like, he is a big backbone into like everything that we do. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. Like even for the Sunrise Shack, he's like, I'm going to Costco run right now to go get some more almond milk or whatever. Right. He's just cool. a big team player and couldn't do it without him. That's um, awesome. Everyone in our family, there's five of us. We're just like, we're always talking about ideas. We're not talking like drama or thing. Like we're not, I don't know. We're talking about ideas. And it right. could even be just like an idea I came up with today. It's like, yeah. like it'd be like a healthy candy or something, you know, right. it's like whatever it is. It's always funny. And we're all open ears and we love to like give feedback. And I mean, Sunrise Shack is probably just one of the ideas out of like a thousand yeah. that actually pursued and since people the feedback's been so amazing it's like now we're this deep into it you know and it's taking up most of my life now and um yeah it's kinda... there, there's this quote as you were talking and i have it actually pinned up on my board yeah. it's it's an eleanor roosevelt quote it's uh, i gotta read it uh great minds discuss ideas average minds discuss events and small minds discuss people yeah, and that's kind of that's cool to hear. Your family's kind of all in on that. That's that's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, we'll even have like a friend around or whatever. Like, it's hard for us to even stop. You know, like all of us, we have this friend that's involved in this idea. You know, that's and cool. Just just to brainstorm, and you know, <laughs> that's what that's what we're up to all the time. What would you say people love most about the shack? Yeah, I mean. It started with the, the with the bullet coffees, and then we realized like 
right? We're, we're, we're targeting like a small portion of our day, you know? We got to target all day long. Um, what, what could balance that out? So we started introducing these little like food items. It's not like a lunch place, but um, like a papaya bowl. It's like a half a papaya with like almond butter or peanut butter with like um, gluten-free vegan granola with a bunch of local fruit on top, like local honey drizzled on it. Now we have like all these smoothies and smoothie bowls as well. So, I mean, people really come to us for, I think, the vibe. Like it's full of bright colors. Um, and then I'm, I'm sure people really love a certain thing on the menu as well, or, or just all of it. Um, everything we do is very unique. We um, put a lot of love into everything. All the ingredients are very well sourced. and um, you know, it, it can be hard for us as a business because our profit margins might not be as good as someone that's just doing it real cheap. You know, everything we use is like organic or local, um, and everything we use is also like eco friendly as well. We just you don't want to like hurt the world. You know, I always thought about like it'd be so crazy if you had like your business and it was like something that was just like hurting the world. Feel like for me personally, I'd feel pretty guilty. You know, I really feel like I'm doing something good. Um, so. Yeah, as you look back from this moment, yeah, like okay, what, what did I build, and was it? How did it affect not just people, but you know, obviously the land and yeah. I mean, it, it it'd be hard to have like plastic bottles or something, and it's like here's your little juice in the plastic bottle, and like millions of them are getting bought or whatever. Like, sure, you're doing great, but like. You know, the plastic bottles are just hurting the world now. So, so 2016, uh, Sunset Beach location opened up. And just recently, um, Waikiki opened up. Maybe talk a little bit about how that came to be. Yeah, totally. So um, right when I opened the Sunrise Shack, um, you know, like, like I said before, I have like zero experience in the restaurant industry. And I've definitely learned a lot, but we just opened that one up and all of a sudden we did really well. Like there's a big contest. One of the biggest contests in like surfing is right at Sunset Beach. And uh, my brother Koa was in it. And he just like, after he won his heat, he's like, yeah, go check out the Sunrise Shack. <laughs> and uh, there's like 50 people online. And we just had this mini coffee pot that couldn't even brew any coffee. And we are just yeah. like, Hey, Generators like, blowing up. <laughs> yeah, people waiting forty-five minutes for like a black coffee or whatever. Yeah. It's wild, um, but yeah. So I really like learned fast, and we just dialed in the business. I mean, we're still trying to dial it in, but um, it took like a whole year. And then coming into twenty eighteen, I was really thinking like, okay, let's expand. Let's you know, let's bring this somewhere else and i still like now think like i might have jumped the gun too early um just such a crazy learning curve like there's so much that goes on in the restaurant industry it's just wild and um so outrigger hotels in waikiki they sent us a direct message on instagram mm -hmm. they said um hey we have an opening in our hotel and we would love to have like a local cafe come in and would you guys be interested? And I just showed it to my dad. My dad knows like the whole real estate and um, 
all that kind of thing within Waikiki like very well. Like this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. You couldn't even like if you're wanting to go to Waikiki, you couldn't even find anything like this. Um, so we just kind of were like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. We we didn't have any like money for it or anything. We had no like know-abouts, like no managers to help us, like nothing. We just were like, let's do it. And so we we ended up signing the lease and we um we had like like I said, no money to fund it. And my dad had like a few like business partners that were interested, um, but it kept kept on dragging on week after week and um no one was like contributing any money. And so I was like, okay, how like how am I gonna raise this money? So I literally like had like an epiphany. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like throw it on my Instagram and um I'm just gonna do it really like lightly and just like, you know, I basically said like um we're looking for like any family or friends that are interested in investing into our next location. We have an amazing opportunity. Let's go. And then like somehow just the messages came flooding in as wild. And we, I just, I remember I, like for like 10 days, I was on the phone, like five to 10 hours a day, just like um, talking to these people. And from like all walks of life, like I've never met most of them. They just like have followed our story since the beginning. And they like, whether they wanted to contribute to our concept because it was like, um, for a good cause, you know, healthy and like that, or if they just saw it as like a good business opportunity, we had so many different people and we, we raised the money from, from doing it like that. And so that was pretty crazy. And yeah, last summer we, um, we ended up opening up and we had my mom like design the whole shack and my dad helped with the contract and my older brother designing the menu because our current concept at the time wasn't really relevant for like a Waikiki location. You know, we have Starbucks next to us and a Honolulu coffee. We have like mad competition. You know? Right. Um, so we had to bring a lot more to the table. And so we introduced like more healthy smoothies and smoothies. And we had like an avocado toast. We had like good organic sandwiches. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, kind of how it all happened. That's amazing, man. Like just the power of social. Social? Yeah. I mean, some people can can hate on it. I mean, it's, I just think it's an amazing tool, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. something just with the press of a button that we can have like a reach like never before, you know, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I don't even know how you could reach this many people, you know, you'd have to make a billboard. <laughs> right. And that stuff's not even very impactful, you know? So it's really cool. You can get to your direct audience just by Instagram. And it's actually like the only form of marketing since the beginning as well. That's, man, that's pretty impressive because in like under two years, all this is going down. And then you guys are on the cover of Hawaii Magazine, the very first business to be yeah. featured on the cover. Yeah. How did that happen? Is it another, another DM or? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Hawaii Magazine, we, we know the people over there at Hawaii Magazine. We, we got to work with them a few other times. Like, I think how 
they reached out on a DM um, and they wanted to just like uh, write a little half page article on us. That's how it happened. Like that was closer to when we opened up. Um, and then they reached out again and they wanted to do like a video on us. So we, we did that and that was really cool. It's like the three brothers and we like were like the tour guides of the North Shore. We picked like okay. five that we thought were really cool. Um, and one of them was the Sunrise Shack. And uh, then shortly after that, they just were like, hey, like um, we want to like, we're thinking about putting the Sunrise Shack on the cover. Like, would you be interested in that? Like, like is there a model that, you know, you know about or anything? I was like, I, I mean, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> me and they hired a girl and uh, yeah. Just, and I knew the photographer. It just worked out. And I saw it later in, in Whole Foods. I was like, wow, it, it happened. <laughs> That's pretty wild. What Kind of going back to the Waikiki location, how would you compare, uh, maybe zooming out a little bit, how would you compare the vibe compared to like North Shore and Waikiki? Yeah, well, I mean, it's really funny. It's It's hard to replicate what we have on the North Shore. Like you'd have to experience it in person and think about okay, how can you replicate this? Like I spent like a year thinking about how to replicate the North Shore because it's this little shack between two real palm trees surrounded by real like jungle plants. And um, behind it is just this massive orchard of plumerias that smell like so amazing. Yeah, um, We have these wild chickens we're on to like our 15th generation of <laughs> every like three months, like a huge batch of little chicks comes out and they're just eating all like the crumbs around and stuff. It's so funny. It's like growing up on Kauai, huh? Yeah. <laughs> a little like slice of paradise. And yeah. Yeah. At one point there is like a bunch of wild pigs um, mm. started with three pigs and then they would come down and we'd feed them our compost, like our papayas and stuff. And they just, the whole herd just grew and grew and they got to like 20 pigs and <laughs> got so intense where like we're scared that they're going to like nibble at a customer or something. So we had to like put up this little bamboo fence and um, since they don't get as much food now, I think they kind of like journeyed off into a different area. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just wild. How, how do you replicate exactly that? Exactly right. <laughs> right next to Starbucks. Um, so, I mean, we just, the vibe for us is like positive and happy. We just want to keep that going. Our color wave is like, like yellow and orange, like the sunrise or like a, we have like hints of blue in there as well. So, yeah, I mean, we're even thinking about like slightly remodeling here and there on the Waikiki location. I'd say we definitely like don't have one concept for an inline location that we just replicate. We're still working on that model. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's full on. It's like, you know, indoor and it's way different. Right. What, what, maybe speak into that a little bit. Like what is it, what do you see the future of the shack looking like? Yeah. Well, we also did like a, um, a we did a licensing deal in Japan. Um, one of our best friends um, kind of approached us. He's like one of the most famous surfers in Japan. He's like, I'm, I'm bringing this to Japan. I'm going to. Like, okay, okay. And honestly, like a lot of people 
have hit us up about like franchising and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but this guy I really knew well, and I really like. He's a very trustworthy person, and I was just like, yeah, I think I'm, I think this guy can do it. And he calls me like a year later after being in touch for a year about it. Like we're getting closer, we're getting closer. The language barrier is pretty. <laughs> um, and he flew out like a whole team, like a CEO, uh, like an investor, like uh, an ambassador. Oh wow! Himself, and they all came down. We sat at a little table at the shack on the North Shore, and um, we just like talked it over and signed an agreement. So they have two locations in Japan now. That, in my opinion, was, I'm stoked I did it, but I don't think at this stage I would do another deal like in Australia or something right now because we're just really trying to fine tune our business still, you know? Right, right. But I'm super stoked that we did that deal because, like, I'm, I love the, uh, the Japanese culture. Like, there's such discipline and hard workers. It's so amazing. I, I remember I was just like, oh, yeah, like this should be yellow. Like, you know, what kind of yellow? Like I had to pick the yellow and then like the blue. I remember at the time we were still playing with the blue color a little bit. Like we didn't exactly know which blue. And then I like chose a blue that was like close to what I wanted. I should have like explained more like this is close. But I was just like, oh, th- this is good. And then like next day, like all these things were that blue. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, <laughs> think about like, everything I say. Yeah, you gotta be careful. <laughs> no, yeah, because they, they will do yeah. exactly what you say. Yeah. So I mean, I just think somewhere else, like, wouldn't be so on it and responsible. Like, just the Japanese culture is amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're really hardworking, and those are doing pretty well. We have one in Tokyo and one in Kamakura. Yeah. Cool. If someone's coming to the islands, maybe for the first time, or maybe they've been there before, what what advice, just in general, like what would you give someone coming to coming to the islands? Yeah, I mean, it's first of all, it's hard to choose which island you're going to go to. I would say you should visit all the islands um, in your lifetime. You know, mm-hmm. Oahu. It depends what you like. Um, Oahu is just a really good base. You know, like there's a lot of opportunities here um, there's a lot more to do here if like like the kind of the shopping side or like going to see a, a nice movie or eating like at a good restaurant like Oahu provides the most in, the, in that aspect um, but where I'm from on Kauai is really amazing they call it the Garden of Eden it's literally like the best fruits you'll ever have in your life some of the like biggest like kale plants and just like, it's just like crazy what you can grow there. I remember I threw an avocado seed on the ground under a tree. And I looked like three weeks later and there's like an avocado tree grow. And the seed was out of the ground and it somehow rooted into the soil below it. Wow. Wow. That's That's cool. Fertile it is on Kauai. And just the mountains and the waterfalls and everything over there is super amazing. Uh, I think Maui is pretty similar. It's probably a little bit more commercial than Kauai. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a bigger island too. Kauai is like the smallest main island. And the big island is just a wild place. It's like just all volcanic rock. It's kind of like, I think it's the closest thing to like visiting the moon on, <laughs> on like planet Earth. Yeah. 
pretty wild over there. Um, so they're all very different. I mean, I think most people just come to Oahu. Um, you can really experience nature here. You can experience nature on all the islands. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oahu probably has some of the most famous things here in Hawaii. The uh, pipeline is like right there. It's right. the most famous wave in the whole world. It's like, it's like walking into like, I imagine it like walking into like a gladiator pit and like standing on the beach. Like, you know, you take your seat and you just watch these waves just breaking on like three feet deep of water and there's these huge caves and gnarly rocks under that it's breaking on. And it's just so close to the beach. Like wave like that throughout the world is normally like really far out on a reef or something where, you know, like you just can't see, but here like at pipeline, it's just like, it's just this arena of amazing, amazing waves. And it's great. People die every year there and there'll be, some of the best surfers in the world sometimes it's it's really heavy mm-hmm. uh, but the experience of like getting the barrel out there is like nowhere you can get anywhere else in the world and um, it's like pulling into like a cave of of ocean you know and wow. power is so intense it's what a lot of people live for here uh, a lot of pro surfers and there's people with full sponsorships and they make a living and that's all they do, surf pipeline. And in the summertime, it goes flat, and you don't really hear about these guys. Like they're just hanging out. And then in the winter time, pipeline starts coming again, and there they are, and getting like cover shots, and you know, winning contests and all this stuff. And it's like that's all they do, surf pipeline. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the next part, just wanted to ask some like just random questions, maybe. Um, just kind of off the cuff, just to learn more about about you. Yeah. And um, the first one, what does what does aloha mean to you? Yeah, aloha for me. Um, I I say it all the time. It's like a greeting, you know. Um, aloha means a lot of different things. It can mean like hello or goodbye. Um, I it's not just like hello, you know. It's like very impactful. It's like a very loving word. That's what it means to me. I mean, I think it's all good vibes. It's like, that, you know, such a positive thing to say. That's what aloha means to me. What What's the best advice that you've ever been given? Best advice? Um, to always just to listen to your gut feeling. They believe in that. I've had a, just going through like, this whole sunrise shack experience. There's things that I just know so deeply about, whether it's because I think about the sunrise shack so often, you know, it's always relevant. It's like such a passion for me. I like dream about it, you know, and there's something that like, you know, I'll ask for someone's opinion, like one of my loved ones or someone. And, you know, maybe they say the opposite thing which I have to like, you know, you got to take that in. But I just, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, always knowing your gut feeling and, and following that. And I think there's things in your life that you can do to make your like intuition like heightened. I think it's just like eating really good and being really healthy. You, you'll experience that more. You'll be closer to like your intuition. 
and just trusting the process. I mean, I really believe like I'm not going to get like a cancer or some illness like that's just going to impair me like randomly. Um, I, I just don't believe in that. I, I think like whatever your lifestyle is, you know, the air quality you breathe to the water you drink to the food you eat to just who you surround yourself with and what your mind believes, you know, your mind is so strong. You could believe that you don't get sick and really believe that you probably won't get sick. I think like once a year and that's because I just, I'm way out of balance. I, I see it coming from a mile away. I drank too much caffeine for that last month or whatever. You know, I haven't gotten enough sleep. I've just been shortcutting the food I eat. I'll just get like a quick little sushi or something where I, you know, I could have just went home and made a really loving meal, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, just all those things, I think you'll just be on a pretty epic path. Yeah. Hey, who who are some of your favorite um, artists or musicians? Um, we we like to listen to a lot of like island style music here. Uh-huh. Call it like Hawaiian music. It's like Hawaiian reggae. Right. Um, it's just funny. I feel like at like the youngest age growing up here in Hawaii, like it's like I don't know. It's just like this music that you've heard your whole life, you know? And it's it's not like annoying. It's like you love it, you know? Like yeah. walk into any grocery store here and it's just like playing some like mellow Hawaiian reggae song, you know? Or and yeah, that that like speaks to me the most. But I mean I obviously love like all kinds of music. There's like rap music out there. There's good like I've been to Coachella a few times and appreciate hearing music on those speakers and mm-hmm. uh, i mean i really don't hate on like any genre of music i appreciate it all even like country and jazz and everything that i'm not used to here in hawaii yeah, uh, yeah I, I really love it all awesome man hey travis thanks so much man for taking the time and and hearing more about the story behind the sunrise shack um if people want to know more about the shack or how to find you what's the best way to do that yeah so um you can follow us on instagram at sunrise shack uh we also have like our new e-commerce store online and that has some details about like our story um that's sunrise shack hawaii.com um yeah that, that's where you can find us if you're ever out here in hawaii we have the one in uh, waikiki and then the one here on the north shore and I think our future will be probably expanding here on, on Oahu. You know, we have a super solid team now. We have like 20 to 25 employees and um, they all work off of each other and off of each location. And they really like just grow in the two. And um, I think it'd be easier to have a third one here rather than a third one in like California or something. But right. you never know. And people are always hitting us up and it's always exciting to hear what people have to say. So. There's some great spots in in Southern California. I think you guys would do really well. Yeah, I can see that. I think, you know, like I just realized a lot of these other businesses that are in this genre of smoothies and stuff like that, um, they've been around for a long time, you know, like 10 years, 20 years. So we have time, you know. Mm -hmm. We're only 
uh, two years old. I, I know what you guys have been able to do in two years is is really amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think 2019 for me is actually just going to be like to just fine tune all the details, you know, like I'll walk in, I'll see one employee put like 20 goji berries on the bowl. <laughs> it's only supposed to be 10. Um, <laughs> you probably didn't even make money on that bowl. Yeah. So yeah, we're still like getting the fine tuning down. Awesome. Well, thanks again, man. Um, appreciate you and and what you're doing on Oahu and really kind of around the world, man. So um, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks for uh, doing this today. Well, I just want to thank Travis again for being here today, taking the time to share a little bit about how the Sunrise Shack came to be and also just to hear more about, about who he is and, and just kind of about his outlook on life and to find out more information about Travis, you can find him on Instagram at TrigTrav. That is T-R-I-G-G-T-R-A-V. And you can also go to SunriseShackHawaii.com where you can find their store and their locations and all that good stuff. When Travis said, you know, sometimes we can start being... I'm just paraphrasing here. Sometimes you can get unbalanced and... And maybe you you grab a quick you know sushi roll or whatever, and but there's nothing like preparing a loving meal at home. It's so much more than than food. It's it's this whole experience and it's this whole mindset of slowing down and being present. And that was something that I didn't catch at first when I was when I was chatting with Travis. But but Ali, she caught it right away. And um, that's something that we've been trying to implement within our own family this last season. Well, again, I just want to encourage you to head on over to iTunes, leave a review, subscribe. And that way we can really start this whole journey together and be able to share with as many people as we can. So the show notes and all the links mentioned about in this episode, you can go to livehawaiisbest.com slash episode 002. So here's a social media contest for this. We were doing a shout out. So what you got to do is you got to take a selfie of yourself listening to the episode right now or a screenshot is totally fine and post it on Instagram in your Instagram stories and tag us at hawaiis.best and hashtag hawaiisbest. And that'll enter you in for a chance to be shouted out within our stories. And that'll just be cool for more people to see what's going on. So until next time, have a great rest of your day. Aloha. Thanks for listening to Hawaii's Best Podcast. To stay up to date on future episodes, be sure to hit the subscribe button. And follow us on Instagram at hawaiis.best.